Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Lord, I, I, I do pray that you would help us to be men who are more and more thankful. We have a sense of gratitude for all that we have in this life. Uh, to, to be here sitting and breathing, we have something to be thankful for. And uh, I, Lord, I, I, uh, I thank you for your word that we're going to open up, that we're going to read. I thank you that you speak to us through your word still today and that we have something to hear. Lord, I pray that you would keep our eyes, our minds, our hearts open and clear today that we might hear from you. All these things are praying in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, gentlemen. So last week, I mean, for all this fall, we've been going through the, the parables, but then uh, last week, we did week one on the story of the prodigal son, Luke chapter 15. Uh, you know, I think I mentioned to you last week, it's, I think it's like 22 verses, it's less than 500 words, it takes three minutes to read through it, and yet I, I've always called it, you know, the greatest story ever told. Uh, among all the parables, among all of Jesus' teaching, I think it's this incredible, concise description of us and description of God. Uh, again, I, I just think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal story, the way Jesus does it. And last week, we, we, we talked through kind of the first half of it, and, and it's the part you're most familiar with. I mean, it's, this, it's the part about where the, the prodigal, like we call him, the younger, the younger brother, takes all of his inheritance, which he, and he was shocking to ask for that, and then he goes off to a far country. We talked about the far countries in our life, the places we go to get away, the places we go to try to feel like we're in control, and he squandered his wealth. And some of you all know that story all too well. Uh, where you, you know you, you go away, you think you got it all figured out, and 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 you lose everything, and then it says that that he came to his senses. I love that verse uh, where he came to his senses. He he had a kind of an epiphany, and his epiphany was, I'm stupid. <laughs> you know that I, I'm here. I am. I'm I, I'm barely surviving, and yet the servants back home live better than this. And so he said, I'm going home. And, and remember, he 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 said he said I'm going to go back home, and I'm going to say to my father. Number one, uh, I've sinned against heaven and against you. He has a sense of a confession. You know, I, I've sinned against heaven and against you. He, he had a sense of, of his wrongness. And then he said, I don't deserve to be called your son. He had a real sense of humility. I mean, he had been humbled greatly. I, I don't even deserve. I, I, and we talked about none of us deserve to be called uh, the son. Because, again, in the, in the story of the parable, the father is, is our heavenly father. And, 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 then he, and then he said also, he said, also, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Dad, just, just make me one of, my, one of the servants. And we talked about that last week that I believe that's him, because we all do this. We try to bargain with God. Well, if I do this, will you do that? And uh, so anybody, but he, he, he heads back home. There's some level of, 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 again, of confession, of humility, of repentance. He heads back home. But then Jesus, in this wonderful story, describes the Father in this amazing way that the Father against all social norms, ran out to meet him. And as he ran out to meet him, he said he was filled with compassion. And we talked about last week how many of us struggle to believe that God is filled with compassion for you. He's filled with frustration or, or expectations, but no, no, Jesus says, oh, no, 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 he's filled with compassion for you. And he runs out to him, and he throws his arms around him, and he kisses him, which, which would have shocked that young man, because again, he doesn't deserve any of this. That's the whole point. And uh, and, and then the son, you know, says, you know, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you, you know, check. Uh, I've, I, I don't deserve to be called your son, check. But then he never gets to his third line, his, where he's going to make a deal with his dad. Instead, either he drops it because of his father's great love or the father interrupts him, I don't know which. Jesus tells the story. And the father says, no, 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 quick, bring the best robe, 
which would have been his robe. Bring, bring the ring, the family signet ring. Bring the sandals that represent that he is a son. Put him on him. And I tell you what, let's, feel, let's kill the fatted calf. We're going to have a party tonight, everybody. And so the whole village comes together to celebrate. They're sort of celebrating the son coming home, but all of them kind of think he's a jerk. <laughs> what they're really celebrating is this, this incredible love of this father. And they have a party. And for most of us, we go like, oh, that's the story. You know, because a lot of us have that sense of having drifted away, either in the past or in the present, because we do it in big ways and small ways. But then we got this heavenly father who loves us. He runs out to us. He's filled with compassion. Whew, that's the story. Here's the problem. Jesus keeps talking. He, he, I mean, that's the punchline, and he keeps talking. He, he, he's not done. He's got, another, he's got another, you know, eight verses or something like that. Um, one of my friends uh, in my Sunday school class, we, he and I were, at a, were in a setting where a guy was teaching us, and the guy, the guy was a really good teacher, but man, he, he went on and on and on and on. And, uh, and, and the guy leaned over to me and he says, the master painter knows when to put down the brush. You know, there, there's, there's a sense you got to know when to stop. You got you to know, you know, and Jesus doesn't stop on the punchline, it seems. He just keeps talking. Or the second half of this parable is the punchline. Many of us have studied this parable, and we've got up to the point of the father running out, and we go, oh, that's it. And, there's, and, I, and, I, and I do. I mean, I, I use it in a retreat we do. Uh, there's songs about it. But Jesus isn't done. The last half of the parable is not only the punchline of this parable, it's the punchline of this chapter. It, it, is, it is what Jesus is bringing us to. So today, we're going to look, look from verse, uh, verse 25 on and, and help us to see Actually, the story's not over. There's something else for us to learn. And to be quite honest, uh, this is the part that Jesus was getting to. So here we are, verse 25 uh, of Matthew, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, of Luke chapter 15. Uh, meanwhile, I love that. That's, that's, like a, that's like out of a sitcom or something like a Meanwhile, right? So, so at the same time that this younger son's coming home and dad's throwing the party for him and the party started, meanwhile, the older son was in the field. All right, so, so here, here's the, again, remember, from the beginning of the story, there's two sons. This is the older son. So he's been in the field, been out, you know, doing his normal duties. But it says when, when he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So think about this. You, you're, you, you've been working. Now, he's a manager. He ain't out there plowing a field, but he's a manager. This seems to be a wealthy family. But, but he's, he's coming back, back towards the village, back towards their house in the village. He hears music and dancing coming from from their, their home, what, what, what do you think he starts thinking? You know, you, you've been out, you didn't know anything about this, and you're walking back, and there's, there's, a, there's a party going on at your home. Right, so, so one, Earl's thinking, well, why didn't somebody tell me? So you might feel a little bit left out, but, but you, you also may, might be thinking what? Surprise party for who, Bruce? For him, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if nobody told you, Earl, maybe it's something. And, and, and if nothing else, if, I mean, again, th these, these are simple people in the in Middle Eastern culture. And if there's a party, that means the whole village is going to come to it. And it's going to be, this isn't just a normal Tuesday night where you go home and watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune and have a frozen dinner. I mean, there's a big party going on, and there'd be a little excitement. Now, it may be a little bit like, well, why didn't I know about this? But then I agree with you, Bruce. You may think, well, maybe, <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, you know, and he you start, you starts coming in, 
And and and, and you know, and again, like in on these villages, you know, there's if you're of importance, you're in the party. If you're not of importance, like if you're a, a kid or or maybe a somebody else's servant, you're kind of on the outskirts, just enjoying it from a distance. But th- this guy draws close. This young man does, and uh, verse 26 says, uh, "So he called one of the servants, or that could also be translated young man, some teenager or a servant, and asked him, what's going on? Hey, what's going on in there? Stop it. Now there's down here mocking me. Okay, anyway, sorry. So, so, he, so he walks in, you know, hey, what, what's, what's going on? I mean, you know, what, what's, what's all the celebration about? And then the young man says to him, your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed a fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. He has him back safe and sound. It's interesting that, that it's one Greek word that they translate safe and sound. It could also be translated, he has him back at peace, shalom. He has him back and everything's at peace. Now, what are you thinking? Again, you're the older brother, your younger brother, at some point in the, in the past, took together his part of the inheritance, and he's gone. And you, you probably assumed it hasn't gone well. Maybe you've heard in some way that it hasn't gone well, but now he's back, and Dad's throwing a party for him. And the guy says, oh, he has him back safe and sound. Hey, what are you thinking or feeling now? It's, party's not for you, Bruce. Right, go ahead, Marvin. Okay, so, so Marvin, Marvin, uh, uh, using his, his Hebrewisms, says, 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 my brother's a schmuck, and they're having a party for him. Why isn't the party for me? Okay, all right, okay, all right. Anybody else, what are you, think, what are you thinking? Yeah, the first and the finest, and he's like, well, why are we celebrating the punk? Why, why not me? Okay, all right. Sam's laughing at that a little bit. That's happened in your life a few times. I know that. We'll move on. All right, all I know, I know, I know. And I'm not, so get over it. All right, so uh, uh, all right, uh, anybody else? Anybody else? What, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I mean, family dynamics are real. I, I mean, I, I, a lot of us, you know, deal with that and stuff. And so, so, but I mean, he, so he comes back and, and he hears, and I think, I think, because he's thought about this. He's thought about what would happen when his brother comes home, if his brother ever comes home. And again, we talked about this last week. It won't go well. Because if you, I mean, he was so obnoxious to ask for his inheritance and then to have wasted it, you would come back and the, and the village would shame him and he would be put down. And he's been working so hard to do, be, the, be the old, what was it? The first and finest. And yet now they're having a party for his brother. Any way you look at it, it's just a little bit of a punch in the gut. All right, verse 28, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So the older brother, he's ticked off. All right, so let's, let's talk about this a little bit. What, what makes him ticked off? Anthony. Yeah. It's your stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're getting worked up here, Anthony. I tell you, man, it's a, 
Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Help me out here, Anthony. It just isn't fair. I mean, this, this guy's like, but this isn't fair because, man, you know, he's, and, and, but that's the way dad is. You know, I mean, I, I just know he's been that way. And, all right, all right Bill? So, 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 Bill, not only is it fair, you're, you're still just ticked off about being out there working all this time. I guess stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's not like they could get him on the cell phone or anything, Bill, all right? I mean, come on. So, you know, I, I got it. You're old enough to remember before we had those. All right, all right, yes. Is Jay? Oh. Uh, yeah. Some of the two-thirds. So, 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 always doing the math. I appreciate that. I mean, the younger son's already gotten his third, and, and the older brother assumes he's lost it all. And now he's coming back. And I got to tell you, that fatted calf in reality belongs to the older brother. I mean, because everything you're doing now is coming out of his inheritance. Because he, he gets the. And so dad's throwing a party on my dime for my brother, who I think is a schmuck who doesn't deserve this, but this is the way dad's always been, and it ticks him off. Anybody else? Why is he angry? Yes, sir. Yeah, Bill said the same thing. I, I know he didn't say it loud enough, but he said it a lot better than you, Bill. I will say that. I did this. But, but there's a sense, all this feels like it was done behind his back. I mean, and again, and, and why wasn't I brought in on this? So, Anthony, why wasn't he brought in on this? Why didn't, they, why didn't the father pause and gather everybody together and talk about it? Because dad's still in charge, and dad says, we don't have to plan. We're going to celebrate. We don't have to talk through this. We're going to celebrate. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Dad's still in charge. Okay, that's spoken like a father right there. Yes, sir. Yeah, the older son does that because, but yeah, because he, he doesn't have any compassion for him. Why? Yeah, yeah, he's saying that, but also he doesn't deserve my compassion. Of course, that's not really compassion then, is it? But that's what we do, many of us. Let's, hey, by the way, let me let you in on this. This story is about many of us, just to let you in, all right? So, yeah, I, 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 you know, the prodigal part's easy because you all have these stories where you kind of, the older brother's harder to see in the mirror. But here it is. I mean, hey, they don't deserve this. So how can I have compassion? It, it, we, get, we have a problem with that. You know, I mean, now listen, I don't mind giving you grace as long as you earned it. You know, that doesn't really work like that. Dwight. Oh, gosh, Here's you, oh, you older brothers feel like you went, you know, that you, you've seen him get dad's compassion in the past, and, 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 it, can, and it kind of bothers you. Okay, yes, this is your second one, and you're wearing a Cardinals hat, so don't push it. So you're the reason that Chick-fil-A lines takes, take too long sometimes, right? You're having a theological discussion with the guy in the drive-thru? 
we're supposed to be getting through that thing quick. I mean, be polite, but let's move on. I, I, I got you. I got, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll get back to that. That's, let's not do the conclusion yet. What was that? You God wakes in mysterious ways. I mean, you didn't even need to come here. You got the guy at Chick-fil-A. Yes, done. Yeah, yeah, the older brother's confused because none of his dad never makes sense. This isn't the way it should be done. Matter of fact, I think there's a part of him that says, and somebody needs to do something about this. You know what? It's going to be me. It's going to be me. All right, yes, sir. Dave, good to see you, brother. The younger brother says, you know what? I don't want all this. I can do better than this place. And now he's coming back, and the older brother thinks, you know what, you didn't want this place, so why are you coming back? I mean, again, I, I think we can all, if we, if we put ourselves in the place of the older brother, there's a lot to be frustrated about. Uh, yes, sir. Okay, wait, so pause there, pause there. Again, I, did you get that at Chick-fil-A, or is that on your own? Okay, that's on your own, okay. So here's, here's what's crazy about this story. We get how the younger brother goes off, and he's lost, and he, he's out in, the, out in the weeds, as it were. And some of you all have know that story so well, because that is your story, or maybe that's one of your children's story. This Thanksgiving weekend, some of you all had a child who didn't come home, or whatever. I, I, we, we understand that. The older brother, here is the premise, that older brother's just as lost. Matter of fact, I would say, who's further away from the father? Now, now, the older brother is physically right there, but we're going to hear him in a little bit. We have to be ready to hear. You know, sometimes you can be right there and not be there at all, okay? All right, so we're going to get to that. All right, all right let's, uh, let, let's, let's move on here. All right, so, so he's ticked off. He, he's frustrated. He's angry, and I love that, and he refuses to go in. What does that sound like? A, 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 a little temper tantrum. I'm going to take my ball and go home. You know what? You know, you could, I was just around, you know, a bunch of the grandchildren of my family, and, you know, you know, some little kid gets mad, and, you know, I'm not going in and stuff. And he, so he ref- Now, again, we lose this a little bit, but in that culture, for him to refuse to go in to a party that his dad is throwing is a terrible affront to his father. I mean, that, that's because, again, dad's still in charge, and, re- and to refuse to go in to a party that their dad, again, the whole village is there, and everybody knows everything in these villages, and he refuses to go in. That is a public humiliation of his father. Not that much different than the younger one leaving and taking a third of the estate. Both of them have offended their father in front of everybody else. And he just says, I'm not going in. I'm not going to be a part of that. So, again, he's trying to make a point. He's trying to say, hey, listen, let's, this party is, is a... It's a farce for the schmuck. Would that, would that fit for your, your, your okay, all right. And, and so I, I'm, I, I won't have anything to do with that. And he just stands off, and that word is going to spread. Older brother's ticked off. He, he's not coming in. He's not coming in. So again, he, once again, the father's humiliated by his boys. Let's see what happens. Uh, let's see. Uh, the second half of verse 28. So his father went out, and he pleaded with him. Let, 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 let's rewrite scripture here a little bit. The father went out and, instead of pleaded, what, what could we say? You know, it just, just from the, as, as Don earlier said, this isn't the way the world works, so let's do it the way the world works. The father went out and 
yelled at him. Get your rear end in here. You know, it's, it's, again, it, it, my, my, my favorite little commentary, this Kenneth Bailey guy who's lived in the Middle East for over three decades, he says a lot of times in a village like this, the older son would not only be a guest, but he would actually end up being like the family's representative, almost like be the head waiter. He would be the person who would welcome the guest, who would actually serve the guest, because the father is at, you know, at the main table. And this older brother has a role. And he's like, I, I, I'm not going in there. I'm not, you know, because if he was the head waiter, he would have to wait on who? That schmuck of Marvin's friend over here. I mean, I, I, I'm not, you know, by the way, I, if that's offensive, I need to quit saying that. Okay, all right. I, uh, so he said, I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I, I refuse to go in. And, I, and, and, and the father goes out, and he, he could yell at him. He could, uh, he, again, <laughs> In Middle Eastern culture, when he tells a story, he goes, he should beat him. He should beat him. That, 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 that young man should be beaten. I mean, you know, he should chastise him. He should order him. He should do whatever. Or he, should, he just ignored him. You know what? If he wants to stay out there, he can stay out there. But instead, again, back, oh, yeah, Anthony, he's always like this. He goes out and he pleads with him. He says, son. son. Well, I don't want to put words in the parable. Jesus is a pretty good storyteller without me doing that. So he goes out and he pleads with him. You know what, what's interesting is that word plead, and, and right before this, a few verses before, when the son comes in and calls the servant to him, they're based out of the same Greek word, kaleo. But you used to put a little different preposition on them. The first one in where he called the servant or the young man to him to tell him what's going on, that's just you know, from an authority to a, to a lower person, hey, come here and tell me what's going on. But this one is, this, this, this is, uh, I think it's parakaleo, it comes out and he pleads. He stands alongside. He doesn't come out and order him. He comes alongside. He says, son, see it the way I see it. I mean, let me, let me explain to you what, why we're celebrating. So he just, he, again, it's that compassion thing again. So here, isn't it interesting? Back on your, to who's further away. In both cases, while the sons were at a distance, the father went out to them. In the first one, he invited home. In this one, he's inviting home again. Come on in. He pleads with him. Now, again, so let's just pause here for a moment before we go forward. What, let's, make, let's make a quick theological connection for us. Well, what does that tell us about God and us? Anybody? All right, so he has compassion not just for those of us who go off to a far country and, and do stupid things. He has Compassion for even those of us who are self-righteous, judgmental, angry people. Our church, yeah, Stuart knew about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, those aren't just constituents, Stuart. That's, 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 that's members of churches all across America, yes. And so here again, here again, he's willing to meet us where we're at. Because again, the prodigal, I mean, he ran out to him and he said, man, I'll accept you just as you are. But even to us older brothers who are getting the self-righteous, judgmental, angry, you know, I deserve better Christians, he says, I'll meet you where you're at too. Again, and we need to understand that. that I mean, because even in our arrogance, he meets us there. Right? Anybody else? Connection there. Gary? Yeah. Uh 
Oh, gosh, man, you're just working it, Gary. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so, so, so pause here. Let me help everybody. If you didn't hear that, because I don't want you to just repeat it and think you have a great answer, uh, 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 Gary's point down here is that, you know, really, this older brother, he should have gone after the younger brother already. He should have compassion for his younger brother. But us older brothers don't have a whole lot of compassion for the younger brothers. I'm talking spiritually now. I'm the, you know, and it's a little bit of sense of if you get your act together and you get to be as good as me, we'll welcome you home. But instead, as Gary says, again, particularly in that culture, the older brother should have said, this is killing my dad. I need to go after my brother and bring him home. I need to bring about the shalom, the peace. And, but he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that because us older brothers struggle with that. So, all right, all right, Paul. So, so, it's, so the father was filled with compassion, but our senses, the older brother's filled with, what do we list there? Resentment, bitterness, and cynicism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Okay, all right, yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, 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 okay. I got, so we're going through the whole parable again. I like this. Okay, okay. But, but I, let's go back to your point. There's a memory problem because he forgot that he used to, he's got, as a matter of fact, and he's even getting it right now and he doesn't recognize it. The father's being compassionate to him right now. Okay, all right. Uh, Jay? Yeah, we'll come right to that in just a moment. We'll get there. We'll get there. Bill? Yeah. yeah. Right. He, he left the party. He left all of his guests to come out and pay attention to his son. So, he, again, he's showing compassion to him again. Yes, as well. And that was my question that you all didn't really like. So, so Bill, Bill re-asked it. I appreciate it. So here's the thing is some of us who are, again, but it's hard to see that I'm a self-righteous, arrogant, judgmental person because actually those are the people we put in leadership. Okay, anyway, all right, so, uh, 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 yeah, I didn't get anything on that one. All right, okay, let's, and, so, and so it's hard to see it, but, he, but he's been compassionate to them as well. But that one's harder to see. All right, let's move on. We do have, we have things to do. It's almost like the Joseph story all over again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move on because that whole brothers thing goes. All right, let's, 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 let's move forward and see if I can find something better to talk about with you guys. All right. Uh, so he went out and pleaded with him. 
But so here's the son's answer. So he goes out and play, again, great sign of compassion. He goes out, son, son, come on in. You you got to be a part of this. I want you to be a part of this. And and but here it is. But he answered his father. So l- listen to what he says to his father. Look, that's how he begins. What what does that mean when he says look? He says, you don't understand what's going on here. Remember, somebody needs to speak into this. Back to Anthony's point, Dad, you've always been like this. Let me help you a little bit. I mean, he doesn't say, dear father. He doesn't address him appropriately. He begins with, look. And again, some of you all get that from a teenager, and you know how that makes you feel. Let's go on. All right, all right. Uh, He he says, look, uh, all these years I've been slaving for you and have never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. So he just described his relationship with his father, and he compared it to what? Slavery. I've been a slave for you all these years. Is that how the father would describe their relationship, do you think? Do you think that's what the father wants? Now, i got to tell you, it's tempting as a parent to think it would be pretty cool if your kids thought they were slaves of yours, just for a little bit. But in, in reality, I don't think that's what you really want And I know that's not what God wants. He says, listen, Dad, I have slaved for you all these years, and I've never disobeyed your orders. Okay, let's do what? Let's call foul right there. Okay, let's call foul. You know those commercials where they throw the penalty flag and they see the replay? The whole idea that he's never disobeyed the orders, again, that's that self-righteous. I've been the perfect child. But then he goes on to say what? He says, I've never disobeyed your orders. I've always slaved you. Because again, he's describing his relationship to his father as I've always slaved for you. Let me just say here real quickly. Now, I I will say there are places in Scripture, I think the Apostle Paul calls himself, I'm a slave to Christ. So, I mean, that's an image that's of some value. But is that the the prevailing image that that God wants us to take on as as, as to, to demonstrate our relationship to him? Richard. Okay, okay, hang on, Richard, you're going to have to speak louder. You and Deuce get further and further away from me. But uh, what was that? Oh, make me like one of your servants. And the older brother goes, I've been a servant all these years. You know what? And the, gosh, I have to start putting that into my lesson. All right. Uh, and And the father cuts the son off, says, you're not going to be a servant. You're my boy. But this one says, I've been your servant all these years. And I think the father looks at him going like, who, who gave you that job? Who said you're my slave? Who said that that's our relationship? Now, again, I, I, isn't it amazing, though, we hear a lot of things that have never been said uh, in life. And, and, and this young man is saying, I've slaved for you all these years. I've never disobeyed your orders, which, again, is a little outlandish. And then he says, and you've never given me even a goat. What's he saying? This stupid party you're having, I'm the one who deserves it. Uh, This should be for me. I've, I've been doing this all these years, and you've never even given me a goat so I can have a party with my friends. You never appreciate me. I mean, what's where's the party for me? I've been doing all this for all these years, just waiting. Again. 
quickly, theological lesson for us. Again, God did not come to save you so you could slave for him to try to earn some recognition at some point. That, that's, not, that's not the good news. And yet many of us have accepted that as that's what the Christian life is. You, you work at it really hard, you try to be perfect, and maybe at some point God will bless you in some way. That is not the good news. Okay, we got to go quickly. Yes, sir. Yeah, so he, he, doesn't know, he doesn't know about the repentance, but he knows that his dad always shows compassion. Yes, Don? The father doesn't want an employee. He didn't, he didn't hire his son. You're my son. Okay, we'll get, to, we'll get to that later. Yes, Herb. He's disobeying him right now. He's making a public humility. He is publicly humiliating his father, and his father runs out and pleads and gives him compassion. But he doesn't get it because he's ticked off. It's hard to see compassion when we're angry. Yes, Paul. Yeah, I tell you again, again, this parable is as, is as accurate today as it was back then. All right, Bruce. Yeah. Now, Bruce, you, if you need counseling, Paul's right back here. But I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I got, I got, but but here's the pro, here's the problem. Whenever whenever we take our earthly situation and try to turn it over to God, it always falls short. It always falls short. All right, all right. Yes, yes, Norman. Yes. Okay. So so here to here it is. The older son thinks that this is what the what dad expects of me. And here again, guys. So many of us. Accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we, and, we, and we think, now I've got to work like crazy to earn God's approval. That, and, and, we, 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 and our, i gotta, ugh, I got to tell you, the, our churches don't help us with that. Because i got to tell you, that preaches pretty well. It preaches pretty well. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. What have you done for him today? You know, I mean, and again, they'd be like, well, yeah, you're right. I, I should, I, I need, and again, I, we, we should not be lazy, arrogant, spoiled children, but we're, we weren't called to to work real hard for God, hoping that he will somehow bless me because of my efforts. And i got to tell you, many of us get, get caught up in that world because that seems like how religion ought to work. Because you know what? Because that's how that family business worked. And that's how my, my work, and that's how, the, that's how the world works. But we cannot explain God by saying God is sort of like my business place. Or God is kind of like how... Uh, and he says, no, son, I, okay, I, let's move on. Okay, we we got to go, we got to go, all right, because right, we got good stuff to do here, all right. So he pleads with him, and he says, listen, Dad, you've never, so again, he describes the relationship with his father like I'm a slave to you. He says, I've never disobeyed your orders, as if that's what the father wants. That, that's the highest level of, of relationship we can have is that you've never disobeyed. But a lot of people think that's what it is to be a Christian, is to sin as little as possible. Okay, all right, all right, uh, um, and then, and then he says, you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate my friends. Right? So he says, listen, so I'm in it for the reward. And you know what? And, he, and when I get the reward, who do I want to, what do I want to do? I want to celebrate with my friends. Who does he not want to celebrate with? With the father. See, here again, he goes, man, if you had just given me a goat for me and my friends, because again, I'm, I work for you, dad. That's what I do. I work for you. And I'm just looking for a reward from you, and then I can go off. And 
gentlemen, your heavenly Father wants a relationship with you, not based upon your efforts, but based upon an intimacy, a closeness that doesn't have to do with performance. It has to do with, well, with his performance and you just accepting it. So so it's interesting, I I had somebody studying through this with a group of people on Monday night, and one guy says, maybe he should just ask his dad for the goat. He kept on wanting to earn the goat, and and he would have been much better off saying, Dad, I tell you what, can I have a goat? (laughs) You know, can we have a party for me? Absolutely, son, absolutely. All you had to do was kind of ask, ask and you shall receive. All right, let's move on. All of you now who are praying for goats, all right, let's move on, all right, uh, all right, uh, and, and he goes, and he, go, he keeps going, man. He is on a, he is ready to go. He's telling us, look, Dad, you know, I've always slaved for you. I've never disobeyed your orders. You've never given me even a young goat, so I celebrate my friends. But when this son of yours, he can't even say, he can't even call him my brother. It's your son. I don't have anything to do with him. It's not, it's not my, it's your son. When this son of yours, uh, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. Dad, you're an idiot. Come on, Dad, wake up. I've been slaving for you, and this son of yours who squandered your wealth, he comes back and you throw a party for him. You accept him back. All right. Oh, yeah. Who was he talking to? Who who brought this up? I think it was Jay brought this up. Let's look back at Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Now, the tax collector, Luke chapter 15, verse 1, now this sets up the scene of the whole chapter, and this is all these parables. Now, the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, the older brothers of the law, and they, they muttered to each other, this man welcomes sinners, and he eats with them. They are talking about Jesus, and then Jesus in his story says, well, you know, the the older brother comes home and he says to his father, you've welcomed him home and you're eating with him. Jesus is brilliant. He tells this story, and whether the Pharisees know it or not, they just got into the story. And they're the arrogant, judgmental, self-righteous older brother. And Jesus gives them a line where they say, you accept this, this fool home and you're eating with him. You, you've just accepted him and you're, you've welcomed him in. You've created shalom with them, peace. You're at peace with them. And Jesus says, you're in the story now, guys. Brother, you're on your own right there. Right? Uh, 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 but thank you for trying to, trying to uh, make, make application as we go. Or, all right, okay. Okay. Um, so, so, so he, he, he thinks he drops the mic. He drops the mic. You know, Dad, you're, you've, been an, you've been an idiot. You, you're stupid. Can't you see what's going on here? And it's almost like you can hear Anthony, Anthony, and here you go again with your compassion. Well, you know what? I'm saying no. Again, the father's not done. Verse 31. My son, the father said. Real, real quickly, the word son has been used seven times in this parable. You know, there's a man who had two sons, the younger son. And, and, and it's always, again, I, I'm no Greek scholar, and none of you are, but Paul sometimes acts like one. So uh, uh, the, the, the most common word for son is, is this weos, uh, this Greek word. And it's, it's used 245 times in the New Testament or something like that, very common. 
And so the seven times it says the man who had two sons, that's that common word. The younger son went off, that's that younger. But here, here at the end, here, here, it says, oh gosh, stop it, Paul. All right, okay. Uh, here at the end, the father says, he comes out and he says, technon, my dear son. It's not the, it's not the same word, it's a very personal word. This word's used much fewer times. It's, uh, Mary speaks of Joseph this, I mean, Mary speaks of Jesus this way. Paul speaks of Timothy this way. It's this, my dear son. So here, the, the, the son is being a jerk, and yet the father still shows him compassion, Anthony. He says, oh, no, son, 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 my dear son. And listen to what he says to him. Listen to what he says to him. My dear son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. Okay, real quickly, because that's a powerful line. What does that tell us about God? What's he after? What, what's, what's his point? What, what does that tell us about God? Because this is our Heavenly Father saying to us, particularly those of us who are self-righteous, tired, angry, bitter, <laughs> judgmental Christians, and the world's filled with them, what is he saying to us? Everything I have is yours. Again, back to the young goat thing. Son, why don't you just ask me? Why don't you just come to me and say, Dad, will you bless me? Instead of, Dad, I've earned it. But also he says, I'm always with you. Again, the older brother felt like if I do enough, Dad will accept me or reward me or something. And the, and the dad says, listen, I'm always with you. You're never away from me. I, I, because our, it's, a, it's a relationship. Anthony. Yes, Dave, you're my son. You're my dear son. You're not just, I mean, you are, oh, stop it with the slave thing. You're my boy. And the other one thought that he had lost it because he had not performed well. That's not, it, it's, not about your, it's not about your bad performance or your good performance that determines whether you're not my son. You're just my son. Right? And I guess, guys, we got to know that in this room. Because some of you have come back and you think, man, I've drifted far off, but man, I'm back. But it's really easy once you get back to think, and now I've got to become like the older brother. This happens all the time. We go through this, this pendulum of we go far away from God, and we go, oh, and now we come back, and boy, I better start working really hard for you. But then we get really kind of tired, and we're not very good at that. So we swing back over here, and some of you say, that's my life. How did you know? Because we, many of us do it in big ways and small ways. So he, goes, he, goes, he goes, listen, listen, son, what, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're my son. All right, all right let, let's, 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 let's wrap this up. Let, let's move forward here. He says, but then he goes on to say, he says, but we had to celebrate. I love that. We did, I didn't even have a choice. If your son comes home, we're celebrating, all right? Or you just brought, and, he, and he corrects me. He says, but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours, he says, listen, don't be calling him my son. That's your brother. But this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's found. We had to celebrate. We had to celebrate. And listen, I didn't have to get you in on it. We didn't have to make a committee. No, no, no. As soon as it happened, we're celebrating. Guys, and then the story just ends. That's it. I mean, we don't even find out what the older brother does. Why is that? Why did Jesus just kind of stop the story? 
Yeah, because we have to finish the story. Because, well, and those Pharisees and teachers of the law had to finish the story. Because whether they know it or not, they just got put in the story, and what are they going to do? They were just muttering about Jesus. Look at him. He hangs out with sinners. And not only does he hang out with them, he eats with them. Again, we talked about the culturally, the, the thing of just joining with them and accepting them and acknowledging them. And then Jesus says, oh, yeah, that's just like, that's what God does. Because, of course, he is God. So he's, they're going to have to deal with this now. They're, they, they, what are you going to do? Are you going to walk away still the angry, self-righteous, bitter, cynical, older brother? Or are you going to say, well, what's going on here? Okay, real quick, Steve. Because he's alive, why, Steve? Because he's, yes, he understands, and he's back with the Father. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's, that's, all, all I'm looking for is you to be in relationship with me. He chose to walk away, again, because, again, God will allow us to walk away, and he also will allow us to be a self-righteous, angry, judgmental, working right there, slaving for you. Again, his, he gives us free will to walk away or to, or to be this person. He says, but that's not my desire for you. There's something better than that. All right, hey, wait, wait, no, I, I, we, we got to close out here because we got, I, got some, I want you all to do. So it just ends there. I mean, it is, it's, it's powerful just how it, how it ends. And let me ask you this. So we talked about this last week. Prodigals, we get it. Prodigals tend to head back home when they get desperate. And many of you all can tell that story where you, you thought you were, you were all big man on campus until you that weren't. And then... All of a sudden, you go like, oh, you know what, maybe I should go back home. And we have that story. Or, or maybe you never were home, and, and you will this wild life, but then you're like, there's got to be something more than this. I get it how prodigals come to their senses. How do older brother types come to their senses? You've been in the church all your life. You've been, and i got to tell you, I mean, i got people really close to me, well, like myself, but some even worse than me, who live out this older brother life. Uh, God bless her. My mom's 91, and she is, if you're a prodigal, she's hard on you until you earn your way back. She'll do that like crazy. But here's my question. She's really going to be frustrated when she gets to heaven and it's filled with prodigals, but she'll get over it. All right. All right uh, uh, how do older brothers come to their senses? What, what happens to them to ever get them out of this? Well, what, 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 because I've been thinking about this this week. Well, I get it with prodigals. You, you, you get desperate. But what happens to older brother types? This kind of, again, the self-righteous, uh, trying to earn, my, earn, my, earn God's pleasure, earn God's reward, whatever. What happens to those people, to us, to get us to ever change? Yes, Corky. Okay, one is you find out that this just doesn't work. Because I keep on working and working, and I'm not, either I'm not good at it or I'm not getting the rewards I think I should. So one, you find out it doesn't work. I, I appreciate that. Yes, Ivan. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes life humbles us a little bit. And also sometimes, you know, a lot of times the older brother ends up doing some stupid stuff too. All right, I, uh, Rick. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so, so when you end up out there by yourself, self-righteously thinking you're the only one who's doing it right, and you're like, why am I by myself? And maybe you realize this isn't what it, And you see joy in other people, and you know they haven't earned it, <laughs> but they still have it, and you get frustrated. Yes, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, for instance, Greg Allen, how many of y'all know Greg Allen out of Crestwood campus? He annoys the life out of me. I've known him for 30 years. I mean, he is so free and easy. And like I asked him one time, I said, have you ever played for, paid for a lunch in your life? He goes, well, no, why should I? And I'm going like, no, 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 no. You have to every now and then pay for it. And then you earn other people paying for yours. And, and, and I'm just joking about Greg, but he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a guy who lives in grace. And that's always been really attractive to me. I love Greg, but he's kind of confronted me in that way. You know, he, he doesn't seem to be working near as hard as me, you know? I mean, I work hard to get a little approval, and, but that's not, the, that's not the good news. It's not the good news, right? right. So, so, so here's, here's my thought to you all. By the way, feel free to share that with him. I know some of you all will. And he won't care. All right, so, I, I, but... Uh, uh, I love, what is it, verse 17, I think, here where it says, yeah, verse 17, when he came to his senses, the prodigal came to his senses. Let's, 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 we're going to add a verse of Scripture. We're going to write Luke chapter 15, verse 33, because it doesn't exist. Right? So we're going to, again, don't worry, we're not adding to Scripture and all that stuff, but, but I want us to, to think beyond this. I, I want you to think about this. I, I, I want, it, as a part of this story, verse 33 is going to say, going to say, but the older brother, the older brother came to his senses, and said to his father, all right, so just like the younger brother came to his senses and said, dad, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I don't belong. I don't deserve to be called your son. Make me like a hired man. What would the older brother, if he came to his senses, how would he, how, what would he say to his father? So just real quickly, at your table, I'm going to give you like three minutes. Just kind of share at your table. Share at your table. If, if this older brother, this <laughs> arrogant, self-righteous, judgmental, cynical, bitter hard-working, older brother came to his senses and realized that dad does have compassion for me. If he came to his senses, what would he say to his father? If he came out of this pharisaical, self-righteous place and moved into just being his father's child, what would he say to his father? Wrestle with that a little bit at your table. Just talk about that for about three minutes.
You would say he was slaving for his father. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, help me out here. Help me out here. Help me with verse, uh, verse 33. Luke 15, 33 says, says, the older brother came to his senses and said to his father, yes, Anthony, says to his father, Right, so, so he says, Dad, thank you. Uh, I, I, you know what? And now I'm going to live a life that honors you instead of I'm working for you. All right? All right. Yes, sir. Uh, the older brother came to his senses and said, Yeah, Dad, I'm sorry. I, I apologize because I, I've misunderstood you, and I need to go in and apologize to my brother as well because, you know what? I've held a grudge against him his whole life. All right? All right? All right. I've, uh, the older brother came to his senses and said, Dave Heffer, I'm glad my brother's back. I'm going to receive him. Uh, the older brother came to his senses and said, man, I'm setting you up, Don. Here was your big chance. Obey your father and mother. So what do you want to say? All right, but Don, why do you obey? Because you ought to? No, it says Don. And, and, and that's with my earthly parents as well. Here's my thing is, we don't have to. I mean, we should obey God, absolutely, and we should work for God, but we should do it because I've been accepted as a child, not because I ought to or I'm trying to attain something. It's really, we get messed up with it. Yes, sir, in the back, the older brother came to his senses and said, Dad, I realize that really the whole point is to be with you and not do things for you. Guys, a lot of us struggle with that in Christianity because we don't, we're not really sure how to be with him, but we sure can work at something. And he says, why don't you set that down? All right, the older brother came to his senses and said, Glenn, <laughs> Dad, you know what? I, I've sinned against heaven and against you as well, and I don't, be, I don't deserve to be called your son either, but I'm going to accept it. And can I have some of that goat? Or a fatty calf. Yeah, but I've got sin in my life too. Yes, sir, I came to the senses and said, Dad, I'm sorry, but I've never truly understood you. I've been working for you instead of being with you. I, I, I haven't gotten it. My bad. So here's what I want to say. It's really easy because Marvin does this all the time. Say, well, clearly the father in this, in this wasn't a very good father because his sons didn't understand him. But like I say to us, guys, that's how we are, and that's how our Heavenly Father is. We don't get Him. We've been blind for many, because we believe the world instead of Him. We keep on trying to earn one. We can, some of us have gotten that you can't earn salvation, but then we, then we think we, we got to work like crazy to stay in it. He says, no, 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 you're my son. Would you all just focus on being my children and not trying to be something else. How could we be so blind? How could we be so blind? Gentlemen, I, I just want to encourage you that, that in this room, we've got some older brothers. Because at least one of them is wearing a microphone right now. I mean, I, I, I understand that. But, but I will say that my life has gotten a whole lot better since I quit slaving for God, and I more and more just realize that he's always with me, and everything he has is yours 
And I, I'll never earn that. I'll never deserve it. But I sure want to just accept it. Let's close in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you that you meet us wherever we're at. Whether we've run way, way away or we're working like crazy right next to you, you meet us there and you say, welcome home, son. Lord, help us to open our eyes and accept that. Not because we deserve it, not because we're lazy, spoiled brats, but because we simply, humbly say, thank you. Thank you for loving me where I'm at and help me to live out of your love. Lord, all these things we're praying in Jesus' glorious name. Amen.